we're hanging out here at Bryce Canyon Mule Days. Uh, I want to give them a shout out because they are just awesome. Um, McLean Meekum and Mary Lee, his wife, and and uh, cousin Samuel and and Hope. They do a great job putting this deal together. It's a lot of fun. It's really. Fun. If you guys have never been to Bryce Canyon Mule Days, you need to look it up. And they have great merch. Yep. Look, I got me a jacket. Oh yeah. My favorite thing to collect is hoodies. I'll just keep wearing the same shirt I've had I know. for 10 years. And hat. Look at Same hat. hat. I've had for a long time. Uh, you know, this whole thing down here is a, it's all about a good cause. This goes to cancer research, and and uh, they're great people. So, hey, anyways, shout out to Bryce Canyon Mule Days. Okay, um, we got a couple of good sponsors that I want to mention. And Hey, one of them, we was just talking to Colton Erring. He was just here. Yes. He just dropped off a brow band for me. Um, he's down here doing a bunch of saddle fittings. But Colt Saddlery, they are fantastic. I'm loving that saddle. I rode it all day today. I yep. love it. Loving that saddle. So look them up on Facebook, Colt Saddlery. And uh, give them a call if you're looking for a good custom saddle. Also, Western Mule Magazine. Big thanks to Western Mule Magazine. Love Ben and Nita Tennyson. They do a good job. And uh, any of you that are listening or watching that are new, um, Western Mule Magazine, uh, I've been writing for them for how many years, do you think? That was Ty's, <sighs> Ty's grandma video called. I bet she's looking for she's Mule, to get Tip Mule Tip Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Anyways, Western Mule Magazine's awesome. I've been writing for them for about three years. So <clears throat> we got some great questions. Um, if you guys have questions, you're welcome to post them in the comments. And we'll try to get to them if we can. But I got a list of great questions today. Uh, first one comes from Jarrett Gibbs. Jarrett, if you're on here, say hello. Um, his question was, how to deal with a mule that bucks when it's spooked or when it's scared. So so he wrote an email uh, to me. And apparently when, whenever this mule gets scared of anything, whenever it's worried about something... It, it doesn't just kind of like run off or like spook it. It lights it up. <laughs> Which <laughs> it is goes fun. To bucking, so. It's always fun. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, there's not a lot you can do in the situation, Jarrett, when it's happening. Other than try to get the mule to go forward. If, whenever a mule is bucking, the best thing for you to do is move forward. So Sky was just helping me a few weeks ago with Colt. We're starting and, and she got a little balled up, huh? And I wanted, uh, I wanted Sky to get ahead and help me get... That mule moving out. If you guys are following the Dally Diaries, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, it's a series we're doing this year on a. It's a good cult, even despite of that situation. <laughs> um, but you know, you got to get them moving, Jared. Whenever that happens, whenever they buck, you know, mo your natural instinct, you know, as humans, is to stop. You want to stop them. Well, they already had to slow down to buck, so I'm going to get them moving out. Okay, now that's after the fact now how about how to prevent this how to get them better number one i'm really going to work on getting this mule centered um this is really hard to pay attention to but even when they buck they're going to go one way or the other okay so i'm going to pay attention all right they bucked but they jumped to the they faded to the left as they're bucking that tells me that i got a a, a lot of work to do getting that left line that we talked about these centered uh keeping these mules centered in this imaginary box um, I need to get them off that leg. So I'd work on those things. Um, whatever they're scared of, you know, you're trying to build up some confidence. You know, the other thing too, with these mules that spook too, 
you know, it's not just out of the clear blue that they spook. They build up on this. Now, this happens. I was talking about this today in the clinics, guy. Is sometimes a meal gets spooked and they build up. So maybe it's just a little spook. Maybe they just see a rock and they just kind of tilt their head at it and they kind of go the side a little bit. It's no big deal. And you don't think about it being a big deal, so you just ride on. But then they see another a, a stump, another rock, a stick that looks like a snake, uh, whatever. They see these scary things. And those things build up until finally it's too much. And that's when you get the blow up. So, Jarrett, if I'm riding your mule, I am paying attention to the buildups. Because that's probably going to be the biggest place for you to fix things up. And so, let, okay, well, let's say they are scared of a little rock. Just a little stump. Well, I'm going to address that. And I don't need to work them around it. I might just circle it one or two times and confirm that... It wasn't dangerous, it wasn't a big deal, and then I'd move on. That might be all you gotta do. So, anyways, Jarrett, that's a good question. Appreciate you asking. Okay, next question comes from Miss Connie Price. Connie, you're on here. I'm glad you're watching today. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, on a trail ride, she worked to get her mule Waldo, <clears throat> excuse me, to move out, walk, trot, and lope forward, and happy when he when uh he, he would move out forward and happy when he wanted to she just kind of let him go let him pick the pace and he had a really good expression she says he's moving out nice but basically when when she would ask him to to trot or lope on her terms uh he has a poor expression so her question was okay how much of letting this mule just move out freed up on its own how much of that is good um, and is it okay to let that be an idea to move out? First of all, Connie, yes, it is a great idea to let them move out free and, uh, get that, get that life built up, get them moving out, let them, let them stretch. Uh, I love a mule that moves forward. I love that. And, and forward movement is your best friend, but I'm going to make sure that I'm shifting down. So maybe they move up on their own. That's okay. But I'm going to shift down manually and check on those things. Um, but yeah, kind of it's good. Uh, you know, with this whole expression thing, getting them to move out a good expression, you've been dealing with that. I want you to give a couple tips on what you've been working on with Cupcake to get her moving out with a good expression. Um, well, as far as like, <clears throat> transitions go. Yeah, that's what Connie's asking. Move out, walk, on. trot, lope, and... Okay. and and Waldo, remember the clinic uh, in uh, yeah in North Carolina. He gets a little yeah to kind of do the same Cupcake thing. Cupcake does doing. the same thing. That's what you've been doing. So um, she doesn't have any problem going like say going into a trot or in a lope. So I'm not having a hard time getting her to that, except trying to get her to go through those transitions with a happy face. <laughs> so uh, we've been working on building up to those um, and kind of letting them roll over into the next one. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, a, a trot, instead of just going from a nice little trot and like kick kick to go into a lope, um, I'll do slow, medium, fast and kind of work within those. And then I'll do a fast trot and let her kind of roll into it so that I'm not pushing her and you know, anyway, so that she can kind of make the decision to get her feet in the right timing, which kind of helps her for her attitude. Um, 
And also I've been working on, how do I explain it? Like where I'm trying not to, to like ask so much. Yeah. So like, something I'm having Sky do lately is, is ask her mule, get in and get out. So get her mule into the transition and then back off and not keep kicking. Cause sometimes maybe you're trying to work on a lope, Connie, for example, swallow. you get him in the lope and then he doesn't really want to lope that much. So he wants to break back down to the trot and we keep kicking, 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 trying to hold them at that speed. I don't want to hold them at any speed. I want them to be able to maintain it on their own. So what's happening basically is, is Sky will work to get the mule up into that speed. So I'll roll into it. Yep. And then as soon as she's in the lope, so we're loping, I'm not going to try and keep the ball rolling. Yeah, not like, keep kicking, I'm not kicking, trying to kicking. keep the momentum. I'm going to let her, if she feels like she's going to come down, I'm going to let her and be like, no, wait, I wasn't done yet. You know, yep. and get her back to it instead of trying to kick her basically the whole time to keep her in it. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah. yeah, Connie, you're on the right course. You're, you're doing good. And, and I have to say, today, just in the clinic, she didn't have a bad attitude with any of the transitions not even once so it's working it's working <laughs> we had a good day here at this clinic we're doing uh, mulemanship one and cow working and you know we only get to do cow working at a few select clinics and i wish we could do it at every clinic me too because it is the funnest it one. is fun and it really makes makes these guys work like they have to get it right well it's... i was thinking today out here just watching people because i was thinking you know i was taking some pictures and i was just thinking about what people who maybe haven't, you know, because we don't fill them up all the time. Like a lot no, of times, we, we don't it's fill a small. Like here, we only have nine. Um, anyway, and so it's not like a super popular class. And I imagine that people think, "Oh, I don't work cows," but it is the funnest way to like apply your mulemanship and what you've been working on to something like right in front of you. So instead of like picturing, oh, I'm going to try and do a nice turnaround. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a cow there and you got to turn back fast because, yep, or, or with quality or else it's going to beat you back, you know? So just things like that. Anyway, I was just thinking about that today, how anybody could have fun at oh, yeah. working. And I don't know what it is. It's so fun about moving a cow you don't have to be You don't have to be buckaroo. You don't have to be cowboy to do this. You I'm not either of have, those things. So Just have fun. <laughs> just have fun and I'm losing my voice. I've been talking all day. Oh, poor Ty. Yeah. So, sorry if this sounds like crap as I'm talking. Um, okay, so, uh, Christina Bailey. I saw Christina on here, too. From Pennsylvania. Christina, a good pal. The, the Virginia people Heck saying yeah. they want to do a cow clinic. Let's do it. Uh, Christina's a good pal of ours out in Pennsylvania. And uh, a dang good worker. But she's got a question. Sky, this is a really... This is probably one of the coolest questions I've ever been asked. So, um, she's asking if I can talk about some things that we as riders inadvertently do to cause braciness in horses and mules. Um, so she's asking this so that she can be more aware of the things that she's she's what, maybe what not, not thinking. To do, yeah, maybe? what what not to do. Things that cause brace that we don't uh, think about. Like there's obvious ones. Like well, you know, well, well, you know, when you pick up on the rain, don't don't jerk on them. I mean, that's a that's a no-brainer for a rookie, right? Well, don't don't jerk on them. That's going to cause braces. But she's talking about little things, deeper deeper things. And so I wonder if my buddy Shane Mensing will be on listening to this. He listens to the podcast. He does. Yeah, I think he listens to it later. So Shane's going to love me telling this story. But, <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I give Shane crap when he was a little kid. He's he's big kid now. He is a lot bigger than Ty now. <laughs> uh, but when he was just little, uh, this young man. Who was probably seven um, or eight. Yeah, like Ellie's age, just little. Um, he he would come over to the meals and he, he wanted to he wanted to rest his hand on something. Well, we were just chatting. Yeah, we were just know, visiting. And so he leaned up on the saddle horn like I see people do a lot and lean. And then and then how did so, it go? So he he was well, he was pulling on the on the breast collar. Yeah, and he moved to like the Like just just holding leaning. his hand on the breast collar. <laughs> He's just holding his hand and then he had just he held the bridle reins and just rested his arm on the bridle reins. So you can picture you holding the bridle reins and the wheels going like this trying to find release. And it was just slight. It's no, not like no. he's like like hanging he's not on leaning it. All his weight. I mean, he's just, just like resting, his, resting arm. his hand on it. Like I see people. I yep. see it in the movies all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we watch Heartland my, my as a one, family. Yeah, that Ellie loves Heartland, and I you yeah. see them hang just holding resting their whole arm weight on the lead or the yeah. you know reins and anyway. So, just how we how we hold the reins. Uh, there's a participant here in this clinic that I, I asked, what are you what are you looking for right there? Because she was again just holding the she was in the saddle, just holding the reins, and the mules kind of got a little bend to it, like she's got one rein shorter than the other. But she's talking to me, and I don't think she realizes that she has one rein shorter than the other. She's not thinking about it, and the mm -hmm. mules the mules trying the mules like, like what do you reacting. want? What do you want? What do you want? And I said, hey, and she said, oh shoot, and she didn't notice. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, even you know, even what we was talking about with transitions, going into working on a lope. And holding that lope, like sometimes we don't realize we're still kicking. Mm -hmm. um, one of my big problems that I've been working on forever is is to not just kind of keep bumping them as I'm riding along. It's a colt starting thing. I don't want the colts to forget about me being up there, so I'll, I usually lightly just kind of bump keep my moving. calves, you know. And and it's a it's a it's okay for colts, but it's a bad habit because then they start to rely on you just kicking them all the time, or or it gets dull, you know. There's all sorts of things. The other thing that I see a lot of people do, uh, Christina, is when they catch the mule. Um, you know, they go to catch the mule, and the mule's head's way over here, and they're reaching to catch that mule. So even though the human isn't necessarily doing something on purpose, but because they're or, letting that mule or kind wrong of, even or wrong, they're but they're letting that mule have that brace, and they don't help the mule to soften mentally and lighten physically. To put the halter on. I mean, that's just a that's a real simple one. What I um, see most, I think, is groundwork stuff where mm -hmm. the mule is pushing you around and you don't even realize it. Yeah. You know, like you're moving your feet because of something they caused you to move your feet for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And most people don't even realize. I had one lady tell me um, she was on her mule talking to me, asking about maybe doing a private session on the ground because she said, I have a lot, of, I have a hard time on the ground. He's just so pushy on the ground. And as she's talking to me, her mule is just like kind of pushing through her, her legs. And she's like talking to me like this, like as she's turning and spinning, you know. <laughs> but, um, and she said, he's great in the saddle. He doesn't push me in the saddle. And I said, he's pushing you right now. Like, he's, you, you, he's pushing you right now. And she was like, up. like <laughs> she yeah. didn't realize like connect the dots and the mule was really pushy on the ground but um it was doing the same things in the saddle and she just didn't connect those dots as it being the same issue you know you know speak you know of, of reins reins are a, a, such a big connection that we have with the animal 
that's our connection to the bit and we you know we do a lot of controlling of the feet through the bit um but how we pick up on the reins there's there's ways that you know if you have to make contact with your rein like like you pull your rein tight and the contact happens with the bit you're building brace i want to be able to operate my mule with the slack in the rein um, and that goes back to what sky was just saying about the groundwork um I want to operate with a slack in the rein. So some people go to send their mule one way or the other, and they'll they'll pull on the rein, like they make contact and they pull the mule that way, and you don't realize it, but you you pull on them, and you know I'm trying to operate with that slack in the rein all the time, um, you know, leading them, uh, leading them through a gate. Um, I see a lot of people pull them through the gate. Um, it how we tie the mule up. Think about how how you're dealing with a lead rope as you're tying the mule up. Um, you know, if you, 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 maybe you're, you're pulling and tugging and you, you tighten things down and, and that, oops, you got a comment? Oh yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. You know, how you cinch them up too, Christina. Um, some people, I'll see people go and they just cinch, cinch, cinch. They kind of, we say, hock it into them. <laughs> they hock mm -hmm. it into them and the mule gets all the air taken out of it. And then before long, now you have a mule that puffs up and it, it gets cinchy, you know. Um, another way that people build brace, and, and this is a common one, is mounting. You know, if you're, if you're not confident and if you're not good at getting on and being balanced, just use a mounting block. Just do it. It's okay. There's no shame. Uh, we got a lot of friends on here that use them. There's no shame in using a mounting block if you have a hard time getting on. Uh, you know, a lot of the folks that come to my clinics... They've broke a few bones. They've lived a little while, that right? Maybe some bad knees, uh, bad, bad ankles. Bad knees. You know, if you have a hard time getting on, just use a mounting block. Better yet, better than a mounting block is a fence. Use a fence if you can find one. You can't always find a fence. Um, but use something to help you because you go to get on and you pull that saddle over and you, you torque and you tweak on their backs. Uh, there's no shame in using a mounting block or a fence to get on. Go ahead. It, it feels better for both yeah. parties. Yeah, and... <laughs> You know, maybe you got a mule that's a little too tall, whatever. Uh, but that's why I see a lot of a lot of problems caused, Christina, is people will get on and they just pull, they torque on that saddle and it tips. And uh, next thing you know, the mule wants to step out from under them. They don't want to, because they're getting pinched, you know. Um, another one, this is one of my personal pet peeves, is picking up feet, or, or I should say dropping feet. So After you've picked it yes. up. So you picked up the foot, like you'll see this. Somebody will work on it, or maybe you work on it, and then you just drop the foot, and the foot smacks the ground. That's like I, the worst, the worst thing you I, could do. Yeah, that is not good, and and they, you know, people just, wonder how come they get bad. Yeah. Uh, you know. Especially if they're holding set, it there for you, nice. Yes. They're doing good, and then you just drop it, and thunk, it hits the ground like, it's just set inconsiderate. That foot, <laughs> set that foot down, nice. You know, something that I caused. Uh, some of you, do you guys remember my mule named Bud? Oh, Bud. Oh, Bud. So I, I messed up Bud um, on one particular thing, brushing. Bud hated to be brushed, and guess whose fault it was? <laughs> right here. Because I would go in there, and I mean business when I'm brushing. Okay, you, you guys, don't want me to brush your hair. I feel like we've talked about this we before. We have talked about this. But, you know, Ty, Ty would, he's so good at saddling mules, like, fast. And yeah, he you could saddle 15 a day. You he just could saddle 10 it. in the time I saddle one, and I'm not, like, exaggerating. And I don't take a really long time. He's just that fast. But... Like when we were first married, you know, he's like brushing, like, 
like that. Yep. And Bud's like, uh, ow, uh, ow, uh, ow, uh. And I'm yeah. like, why do you brush so hard? You know, I'm like, yep. trying to, did you notice that maybe you're like really hard about that? And he's like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's just all sorts of little things, Christina. This is a, I so said, this is a, one of the coolest questions I've gotten in a long time because. There's so many things. It, yeah, there's so many things. Uh, I've seen people pick eye goobers out of your meal's eyes and do it rough. Have you ever tried to get an eye goober out of your eye? And actually, you know. Or, or the ear. Oh yeah, the wax earwax the people thing. pull. There's just there's just little things. Um, oh shoot, we could probably we go could. on. And I have on one. About I have this one. That building I, brace. Yeah, I feel like um, I, for me, growing up like in the horse trailer. So when you're in there and you're going to take the mule, like untie or or tie up, but really untie in this situation. Like growing up for me, it was very important for that mule to have good manners or whatever in there mm -hmm. and they are to keep their nose on the other side of the rope so you can undo it i mean you see them where they come they swing their head over here and they're gonna whack you in the head just because they're looking out at their friend who just walked away and mm -hmm. you know little things like that where instead of correcting those things or or you know being more particular than those things i feel like build on yep everything <laughs> you know something else i see a lot is people manhandling or actually, it's usually woman handling their meals. Like a lot of times, <laughs> go either way. If, yeah, a lot of people maybe their meal kind of crowds into them, and I see people push, like they push on the meal both hands, and they're putting their weight into it instead of just driving that mule off, using a little life in your body, life in a lead rope or, or whatever. Uh, they physically push, and guess what those mules do? They just lean, lean and they push back. You <laughs> bet. So, you know, there's there's lots of little things that that build brace um and I, I have a another thought go ahead. um um mary kuchenmeister that watches this mm -hmm. i remember her with her mule birdie that she bought from us who was or and is excellent and i remember the first clinic she came to after buying her and she was talking to you about some issues that she's been having that she hadn't had before and ty's listening and watching and birdie's just got her head on the ground eating and kind of pulling her around oh yeah eating grass you know and ty's like Okay, number one, pick up her head. <laughs> you know? yep. Number one problem that that little that little thing that doesn't seem like a problem is part of your your problem, and it doesn't seem like it connected to the issues she was having. But that was one little piece of the puzzle, you know, just little things like that. Eating build. eating on the end of the lead rope, eating on the trail. See, if you guys, if if we were amazing at saying. Um, yeah, go ahead and eat when I say and where I say, and then stop when I say, you know, every one thing. We're not very good at that, and the mule doesn't listen to that. So we let them, when we let them eat, they finish this little patch of grass right here, and then they drag us to the next <laughs> patch of grass. And I've seen so many problems, so many, so many bad habits develop, um, eating on the end of a lead rope and eating on the end of your reins while you're riding them that's that that's like, probably a huge that's a huge one I'm i glad feel you like that's a, that the best way to start some issues oh yeah that's the easiest way well, to there's start some, <clears throat> there's a lot of scientific things we can go into on that too you know when you know food can be a good mental reset um for a positive note it can also be a mental reset onto the instinct so like sometimes, so say I'm working on a meal, I'm trying to get it thinking. You know, you come to the clinics, we're working on getting these meals thinking, getting a good thought process going, getting them interested, getting them searching for answers. 
and then we let them eat and they click right up to the instinct where okay when i'm done eating this i'm moving on to the next patch of grass that you know just just eat and eat until they're until they're satisfied and then move on um and so it, it can kill your uh you know your your good mental softness your good progression there too so you got any more um we could well, probably write a book on these things I know. on what not to do well i feel like you know for example with the eating thing you know you've that those of you that follow us have seen the kind of stuff we write in and a lot of it is a little bit scary sometimes so we're going down something and i'm like oh we're scared a little nervous whatever and then cupcake like grabs a bite to eat i'm like okay well she's not worried but she's also not paying attention <laughs> like mm -hmm. i really need her eyeballs over here where you know we need to be going so um i think it just shows they're not really focused either mm -hmm. and that's not what we want in most of the terrain we ride yeah well it's personal if you want to let me rock and roll but you sleep the in the bed you make okay yeah. um we got another good question from Angela Krause. You on here, Angela? Uh, if you're listening uh, on on the live Facebook, say hello. Or if you're, she listens to the podcast. Yeah. Um, so Angela says, uh, talk about how to get the mule that is left behind in the in the pen uh, in a good headspace. So she, it's a herdbound question. So so we talk a lot about getting the mule to leave the other mules, but we don't talk enough about okay, what about the, the one that's left behind? <laughs> Um, this is actually something I haven't worried about a lot, Angela, if I'm being honest. We do have a video about this because Chrome was in the pen yep. all worked up. Yeah, we got a video. Is that on the video library? There she is. There I'm she not is. sure because we took it a long um, time ago. It might not be on the video library. It's a Mule Tip Tuesday, though. So if you search Tuesday. on Facebook, hashtag Mule Tip Tuesday, and then maybe Herdbound. I need to put that on the video library. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, the one left behind. If Here's the formula. Number one, if you had the ultimate opportunity to leave them behind, this is how I would do it. I would first go ride that one I'm going to leave behind. And I would get them in a really good mental frame of mind. I'd have a nice, good session with them, getting them thinking, getting them processing. Whether that's a trail ride or ride in the arena or ride around your pasture, whatever. I'm going to do a ride on them first, okay? And then I'm going to put them away. Okay. Maybe the more lovesick one yep. you'd ride first. And I, I might even actually pull both. Say, say we have two meals, okay? I'll pull them both out. I saddle them up. I go ride the, the one that you're going to leave behind first. Okay? So so I do my session. I put them away now. Okay? And now I'm going to ride the other one. They're going to be in a little bit better frame of mind, for one. Um, the other thing, the reason I say I haven't worried about this a lot, and I hope your situation uh, can fit this, but... You know, have some good corrals built where these things aren't going to jump out, where they're not going to hurt themselves. They're not going to run through a bunch of barbed wire or, or through some weak fence. Uh, invest in some good fencing that's going to hold them, you know. Uh, as long as they're safe, they can kind of work through it on their yeah, own. You don't, I don't need care. to do anything about it. I don't it. care if they pace back and forth. Um, in fact, if, if that's going on, I might just leave that other mule you know, the one I, I might go for a longer ride. Uh, I might leave that other mule tied up for a little while and just let that one sort itself, itself well, out. And that's what we did in that video mm -hmm. was we were done riding, but Chrome was still upset. So we just tied the other mules out and waited till she chilled a little bit before we brought them all back. But yeah. as long as they're in a safe place, then they're, you know, we just let them work it out. Yeah. So those are my two suggestions. 
really. I mean, I mean, that's that's really what I do. I don't do much beyond that. I really don't. We could put them on um, a high line, like yeah, if you we could. needed to. If we didn't have a pen, we could put them on the yep. high line. Yeah, if I didn't have a good pen, you're right. I'd put them on a high line if I didn't have a good pen. But we have good pens, like at home, so mm-hmm. I don't worry about the being in that good pen is safer than the high line. Yep. The next best thing, if I don't have a good pen, the next safest way to leave one behind is a high line, and you just kind of go down from there. Um, so you know. But, you know, really, ride them first. Get them in a good frame of mind. Go for a good ride. I'm not saying you go get them tired and exhausted. I'm saying you get them thinking. Use their them, mind. Yeah, get them in a good frame of mind. And you'll see a big difference in that, Angela. Just get them in a good frame of mind. That goes along with we have people ask about mules pawing in a stall or things like that. It's the same thing. Like you Go gotta, ride that one first. got to engage their minds, yeah. you know, a little bit or else they get this, like... Get them thinking. Yeah. It'll you'll be so happy you did. They need so, some stimulation. They do need some every stimulation. Every day, you know. Some positive. Yes. Uh, okay, I got another good question here from Tanner Dan. Tanner, are you on here watching live? Um, if you are, say hello. Watch for him. If he says hello. Um, okay, so so Tanner here uh, from Augusta, Georgia. Uh, so he just bought his first mule. Okay. Um, he's learning, he's subscribed to the video library, uh, he's trying to get some help here. So, um, long story short, there he is, okay, long story short here, uh, he has a mule that is blind in his left eye, okay, and, um, and then this mule is really attached to his, uh, his thoroughbred horse. Okay, so he's got kind of two questions in this. Um, his first question is how can he get this mule a little bit more hooked onto him uh, rather than this thoroughbred horse? Your dog sure is noisy over he here. He's being really noisy. People on the I'm podcast sorry. are be like, what is that noise? He keeps getting up and laying down and plopping over. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just an old, he's old. decrepit dog. Um, okay, so Tanner, excellent question. First of all, with the thoroughbred horse that your mule loves, know that that is normal. You are are never going to be more important <laughs> than the horse. Welcome to the mule world. Mules, <laughs> uh, that that is their Achilles heel, uh, is the horse. They love their mommy. They love their mommies. Doesn't matter what um, horse it is. <laughs> okay, so so just knowing that. Uh, now here's the deal, though. You can get them to where they enjoy being with you just as much. Um, you know, it's just their nature to. It's natural for them. Okay, you're, you're yeah, you're going against drawn. how God made them. So, uh, just expect that. Um, and I want to say something interesting. Our friend Kelly Roberts, who prob- who will pop on here probably at some point. Yeah. She raises hennies. She has a few, and she said that her mules all gravitate her towards hennies. Her hennies, sorry, gravitate towards donkeys. donkeys I just thought that was awesome. Yep. <laughs> so they love their. They mommies. see the donkey and they go, "Ooh, <clears throat> mommy." Yep. Okay, so you're going to deal with that. Now, here's the deal, though. Uh, Tanner, as you're working here, um, you're going to get this mule handy. You're going to get him confident. You're going to get him centered like we're talking about. If you've been watching the video library, you hear me say that word a million times, getting them centered. So that's my first suggestion to you, sir, is to get a good handle on this mule. They're going to love that horse forever, but if you have a good handle on it, then you'll be able to... Uh, take this mule wherever you want, uh, do whatever you want, go where you want, and it won't be a big deal. So that's the first part, uh, is just basically get a, get him broke, a real good handle. That's really the story behind Herdbound. 
-hmm. Because they're all herd bound. It's just a matter of how bad. But if you got them broke, if you got them to where, um, if you got them to where you can uh, take them and direct them and, and, you know, keep them centered, then it's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you better. Grandma? Oh, Grandma's on here saying she (laughs) loves you. Love you, miss you. Love you too, Grandma. (laughs) Um, So, the other part about the blind mule. So, he's asking about working with a blind mule. And we've had some dealings with some blind and some deaf uh, and all sorts of little little things. Some Um, eyes missing completely. Yep. So, it's not that big a deal. They will have the blind uh, in one eye or the other. It's going to affect their focus. Um, sometimes they're far off focus. It requires both eyes. And so uh, stuff that's far away, they may be a little more bothered until they get closer and they can identify it um, because they can't, you know, they need both eyes to focus far. Um, so you're going to see some differences there. But really, it's no big deal. Uh, do you remember my my uh, uh, little sister's meal? Mm-hmm. Willie? One-eyed, one-eyed Willie. One-eyed Willie. Yeah. Uh, off the Goonies, right? Named after the Goonies. <laughs> I didn't um, know that. Yep. So, oh, Willie, he was a, one of the best mules we ever had growing up. Just a good, dang good mule. And that, he, he got he got poked in the eye by a branch going through some brush. And it just stabbed him in the eye. And Oh, blind. you guys had him? No. Oh. Um, so. <laughs> That's uh, terrible. It, and it, you know, after he healed up, I mean, he's, he's worried, you know, why he's heal, healing up or whatever. But, I mean, after he's healed up, it's, it was no big deal. We rode him just like we rode everything else. Um, there were, there were some things, you know, approaching on that side, we would make sure we were talking or making some kind of noise, um, which I don't make noises at all, right? Yeah. Ty, you guys, if you could just hear all the sounds that Ty makes. I make, lots of, I make lots of sound effects. That's why all the colts are so good with. Lots of sound effects. All the noises. Yep. Cause so, a lot of weird noises. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I would make noise walking and approaching that side. Now, he says this mule's blind in the left eye, which you're going to do a lot of stuff on the left. And he asked about actually making a right-handed, um, uh, like, to, to halter from the right side. That's a good idea, Tanner. I would go for it. Um, in fact, we could all probably make some right-handed halters. Or why I say right-handed? I don't know. Right-sided halters and <laughs> halter from that side. It'd probably do all of our meals a lot of good. So, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, um, my saddles are set up that I can saddle on either side. Uh, I have lagos on both sides for my front cinch and, of course, your back cinch, the billets, it doesn't really matter. But you could saddle from that right side, too, and, and make life a little easier for them, um, all those things. Uh, with the groundwork, get things solid with the groundwork on his right side. Spend a ton of time on that right side. Don't worry about the left side yet. This is the only time I'd tell you this. Get it solid on the right. Really good. And then when he, once he starts to develop a little bit of a feel for that lead rope and he, and he learns to what it's like when you pick up on it, then I would start working on the other side. But I'd, I'd do a lot on that right side first. So we've had, we've had a, a few, you know, one-eyed or blind mules, horses, and things within our career of training and clinics. Mm-hmm. And then we had, I remember one specifically, a horse that was deaf, and that was a lot more challenging because she couldn't hear you coming, and oh, she just you just appear out of nowhere. Yep. But it seems like when they are just blind in one eye, that was a not so challenging. Yeah, as, it's as not. It's really horse. not that big. Deal. Yeah, the deaf was the deaf was, was really challenging because yeah. 
and she was a cult, I think, right? Yeah. So she everything was new, so we'd just walk around the corner and she'd go, ah! Yep. Yep. <laughs> Didn't hear us coming, obviously. I thought I had one more question here, and I just don't know where it went. So I uh, might not be able to get to this this one here. Oh, here it is. So, okay, this is from Travis. Um, he's coming here to Bryce County Mule Days, he says. Uh, good morning, Ty. I hope everything is well with you and your family. I uh, got a question. Um, have you ever had a mule that just all of a sudden decided he didn't like anybody? What I mean is you can't even walk up and touch him. He runs from you. Um, I thought maybe it was just an issue he had with me, but I've had several other people try to walk up to him as well, and the result is the same. Uh, he acts like when you're touching him, lightning is in your fingers. Immediately runs off. I'm not sure... If there's something going on with his eyes, um, still, uh, do you have any idea what might be happening? Okay, Travis, good question, sir. Um, there's a lot more to this than just just you or, or just people. Uh, the mule obviously doesn't feel comfortable around humans, right? No brainer, right? Um, so if this is my mule, I'm going to take a step back. And now there's we could go into lots of whys this happens. Uh, you know, he, he could be, he could be in a little bit of pain, um, and the human, you know, added to it, you know, uh, so I'm not going to go into so much of the whys, but what to do now, I guess would be good. You know, I'm going to take things slower. I'm going to go back. I'm going to ask small questions. So, um, I think you mentioned in here, I kind of skipped over some stuff, but, um, you know, the, the, the hooking on exercise. Um, yeah, he says it's not going. So you're trying to trying to get him to hook on, and it's not working. Um, that's not an option. You go until that, it that works. doesn't. That's not a thing. You, you don't work on hooking on, and it, it doesn't work. You you got to stay with it until you get a change. Now, if it's if you're having a hard time with it, you need to make changes. You need to try to see smaller attempts, smaller offerings. Um, the, the little yeah. details. Yep. Because uh, if I can't get them hooked on and I'm having a heck of a time, the next option is, is, is roping and working from the back of another mule. And that takes, for me to be able to do that, it's got to be a pretty wild mule. And, and maybe maybe he's got that going on. I don't know. But if that's the case, I would, I would get it roped and I would work from the back of another mule uh, to get up to it because it might feel comfortable um, being next to another animal. So I'd get a rope on it. And I just work my way up to it, and get to where I can maybe touch the, touch the the mane. Um, and once you actually got a handle on this thing, and you can catch it, uh, then you need to get some physical things checked out. Um, but obviously, you can't check out the physical stuff, I guess, unless you. I guess they could run them into a shoot. That's what I was gonna say. Like you, there are some physical things. Yeah. Like I've heard, like if they get Lyme's disease yeah. and. Some stuff like that that you can do some blood work, but obviously if you, you can't, you got to handle. Touching like them, it doesn't doesn't matter what physically is going wrong if you can't yeah, handle them, unless you can run them into a chute. Like a, some of these wild horses, we're out west. We got a lot of wild horses out here, and they run them into the chute. So if if you can't get a handle on them, you're going to have to get them into some of these handling chutes, um, something like that. To you know, and that basically means you backing up your trailer, uh, driving them into your trailer somehow taking them over to a handling facility, unloading them, and running them through chutes to, to check out the physical part. Um, 
But if you can get a handle on them, well, and get I, them roped and, and, and work, go ahead. Yeah, we'll start from there because that's not a good experience either to add on top. Because if it's not something, you know, neurological or something, yeah. then now they're going to have this scary experience being run into a shoe. And, yeah. I, and not going to help you any, I don't feel like. If it's my mule and I can't get it hooked on, I'm, I'm getting a rope on it. And I'm working it from the back of a mule first. That's that's going to be my go-to. I've actually never done the, the other. I've never... Yeah. We never had to. We've never had to run them in. I've, I've always been able to get one caught, um, however wild it is. But I understand. I don't know this guy's level of right. ability. There's a lot more. I, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of details here that I don't know, you guys. So, um, you know, uh, I, I would check those things out, um, and then just start building good experiences. And you build good experiences by small questions, one small question at a time, one big reward at a time, and before you know it. It'll be great. And talking about the hooking on again, um, it's not always going to be the same with every mule. Like some of them you might do the hooking on, and as soon as you ask for them to come in, they're <coughs> coming all the way in, and then they're going to follow you. Some, as far as you're going to get, is maybe they're going to stop and yeah. look at you, maybe take a, a step or two, and you might have to close that gap. Or, you know, it's a little bit different. So also I would add, we have a, a DVD or, well, we're kind of, going out with the DVDs, but we have a, a video on our online video library of um, called Ready to Catch, and Ty works with three mm -hmm. totally different mules um, that are hard to catch, and he does the hooking on exercise with each of them, and every single, it was perfect because every single one of them was totally opposite way of reacting, you know, so. Yeah, and you know, the hooking on isn't always how the movies show it. It's not. Okay. Is it, it ever? Didn't, it doesn't work like that. It ain't like this big mystical deal. That's always like romantic. Like um, sometimes all you all you get the first day is you get them to stop and look at you, maybe, and maybe look at you, and then you leave. And then I mean, this is extreme case. This yeah. is an extreme case. Um, typical cult. We're riding thirty minutes, right? So, um, you know, sometimes it's just get them to face up to you and take a step in, and then you leave them alone. So the hooking on isn't always a going to get them caught right now this second uh, but i'm going to make some progress before i quit i'm not just going to run them around in that round pen and i'm like i'm not getting anywhere and just leave when i'm not getting anywhere They've and then they're some, up way high yeah, and that's going to make things worse yeah it's got to get it's got to it's got to get better you got to help them mentally reset or else you're going to get them oh boy if you think they're wild now you do that a few rounds you're just, and you're just you're, adding to their yeah, anxiety and worries and that's pretty right didn't you do hooking on in the groundwork Yep. Um, yeah, she was challenging. DVD, video also. Yeah, so on the video library, if you go to the groundwork, the full-length DVD, you can watch. That those, That meal was pretty challenging to get hooked I, on. I feel like it was like... It took me like a half hour or 45 yeah. minutes to get something going. Half half the video. Yeah, so... <laughs> so go to our online uh, video library. You can find that on our yep. website. So, um, and go check those out. Because right. I feel like watching those four different meals and... I'm sure we have a few different. Didn't you post one of Dally too? There's a whole bunch of hooking There's on There's a bunch of there. different mules. So if you watch just a bunch of them and kind of get pieces of each yep. mule looking a little different, um, I think that would be very helpful. You bet. Hey, these are some really great questions. If you have questions, you can always email me, ty at tsmules.com, and I'll probably get to it like in a month or two. <laughs> He's a little slow. I'm behind on my emails. But put in the subject question yeah. for meal tip tuesday yep. so that we know and we can kind of keep them organized yep. a little bit as we're scrolling through the emails trying to get back to all of you 
yeah, questions for Mule Tip Tuesday. If you put that subject, it'd be very helpful. So, hey, and thanks for all the stars that were sent today. Yeah. We really appreciate that. Appreciate and the, the hearts. Yeah. I like those just Appreciate as much. the support. <laughs> very, very grateful for that support. And, uh, hey, if it's not too much to ask, if you could leave us a review, um, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, that's a good place to leave a review. Of course, you can always leave a review right here on Facebook and just tell your friends how amazing we are. And it we'll, calls we'll it like a recommendation or something. Yep. Do you recommend TS Mules, yep. it will say, I think. So, anyways, hey, thanks for watching. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us on this Mule Tip Tuesday. Uh, we love you guys. We're going to go uh, have a potluck. Yeah, we're going to go potluck time <laughs> now. So, God bless. We'll see you later.